came here for some music. It kind of happened really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker. Well, if you've been worrying about Lars Ulrich and criticism that he's not the greatest drummer in the world, uh, he says uh, he's got nothing to prove. He's fine with it. He spoke to a fan club magazine, Metallica's fan club magazine, and he talked about how he's evolved when it comes to handling criticism about his playing. Despite his decades of work forming and growing the biggest metal band of all time, he has faced so much criticism for his technique. He says, unlike years ago, I basically don't read any of the interviews that the other guys in Metallica do. He says, 20 or 30 years ago, we'd all sit around and read every page of Kerrang! and every page of Circus Magazine, see what so-and-so's saying, what the other band members were saying, what James was saying about this and that. He says, now there's none of that. I just don't really read what people say about Metallica. He says, 20 years ago, it would have been, oh my God, somebody said something bad, or that person had a nasty comment in the comment section or whatever. Now none of that really means anything to me. It's all good. I've got nothing left to prove, so it just doesn't register anymore. He says, I'm literally immune to it. We just did a bunch of interviews, and sometimes if I'm being interviewed by a journalist who's also a fan, they'll say, when people say Lars Ulrich is a shitty drummer, I defend you, which is cool, but i got to tell you, 20 years later, 30 years later, it just doesn't register anymore. In fact, earlier this year, for example, Metallica producer Fleming Rasmussen looked back on recording Ride the Lightning with the boys, and he says, quote, I thought he was absolutely useless. <laughs> the very first thing I asked when he started playing was, does everything start on an upbeat? And he went, what's an upbeat? And I started telling him about beats, that they have to be an equal length of time between that hit, that hit, and that hit. It's like first drum lesson stuff. You have to be able to count to four before you come in again. And then he could play a really good fill that nobody else had thought of doing at the time. So don't worry about Lars. He's okay. Okay, Wolfgang Van Halen doing the interview scene with his uh, new song that's out, this incredible song, Distance. What a voice he has, by the way. He was on Entertainment Tonight, and he said that he and his family may eventually organize a tribute show in honor of Eddie with proceeds going towards Eddie's favorite charity, Mr. Holland's Opus, which helps underprivileged kids access musical instruments. Proceeds from the single, by the way, go to that as well. But he shot down a rumor once again that a new version of Van Halen could be assembled featuring him on guitar in place of his late father. And he said what anybody else who's thinking says. He says there's no Van Halen without Eddie. you got to be insane to try to do anything like what he did. He said no way. It'll never happen. He said I think a message to the Van Halen fans would be some things just really suck. I don't have a dad anymore and I have to figure out how to process that and deal with it. And that's the process that Van Van Halen fans need to go through and realize you can't have the band anymore without Eddie Van Halen. The music will live on forever, but you can't have the band without him. Impossible. And he says, my dad would probably be really pissed off at me if I tried to take his place. He'd probably be like, what are you doing playing my stuff? Go do your stuff. He would have been really upset. He says, you've got all this music you're sitting on. Why not go forward with that? So forget about any sort of Van Halen of any kind in the future. As David Lee Ross said a year or so ago, I'm carrying the flag now for Van Halen. And finally, Toto guitarist and frontman Steve Lukather of a legendary musical family and a legendary member of Toto himself, but inside the industry as a studio guy, wow, he played on Michael Jackson's Beat It. And then, of course, Eddie Van Halen did that famous solo. But he said that Toto isn't in the Rock Hall because, quote, they hate our guts. <laughs> he was asked why Toto, who have been Hall of Fame eligible since 1998, haven't been in yet. He didn't mince words. He said, quote, because they hate our guts and have since 1978. 
He says, now the interesting part about that is that for the first time in 43 years, I was just called to do an interview for Rolling Stone, and I asked my PR people, is this a setup? Because they shit on me in the Ringo band. Of course, he's referring to his run in Ringo's All-Star Band. He went on to note that Rolling Stone, which runs the Rock Hall and that whole induction process, has been critical of one of Toto's biggest hits. Some other ass clown quote wrote some horrible shit about Africa, he said, a song that was written in 1981, by the way, and it's still everywhere. It comes back when you least expect it. It's like a virus. Yeah, I don't know if that's the reference you want to make at this point. He said at the same time, it's a golden nugget, but that's the golden nugget that the Satan person has, and they hold it over our heads now. He says, in his opinion, the Hall's distaste for Africa has continually kept Toto at bay. He says, quote, it's like they think we're only worth one song. And it's like, dude, we got a lot of material. So Steve Lukather and the Rock Hall, not in a good place right now. That is the classic Rock Files.